Hey everybody, Cal Banyan here, Cal Banyan's Hypnocetra on calbanyan.com. And I'll tell you what, I'm so glad to have you back. Uh, this is, you know, hypnosis training podcasts like 540 something. Oh my gosh, if I knew I was going to do this many hypnosis videos in the very beginning, I probably would have been intimidated, not even started. But thankfully, you know what? You do something like that by just doing one video and then another video, another video. Why am I doing this? Because I want to raise the profession. This profession means a lot to me. And it probably means a lot to you. And we know what? I believe that a, a rising tide rises all ships, right? So let's do great things together. And so... I'm Cal Banyan. I'm the one that's known for five-path hypnosis, the hypnosis system that works for just about every doggone thing you walk through your off, into your office, and seven-path self-hypnosis, the mind-body-spirit approach to doing hypnosis. It's actually the very first antivirus software for the human mind. And I'm back here today. I'm on the third part of a new series. The new series is called some things I wish I would have known from the beginning. Boy, have you ever said to yourself, boy, I wish I would have known then what I know now? Well, guess what? This series is all about helping you to know then, which is your now, what I know now, but didn't know then. I hope you followed that. Okay, the first one we did a couple videos back was, if something isn't working that should be working, it means that, and I talk about what that means. And probably more importantly, what you can do about it when a technique isn't working. Then, I just finished the video, All Things Being Equal. The shorter the induction, the better. And I make a case for that, and I give you three really good rapid instant inductions that you can use in a professional environment that is very reliable and that you can learn very quickly. Today, I'm going to get something out to you that I think is so important that I wish I would have known from the beginning, and that is hypnosis is not fragile. Hypnosis is not fragile. Hypnosis is not something that, oh, oh, so, you know, there was a, a motorcycle went by and now they're out of hypnosis. No, 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 no. I'm going to give you the truth about that. And then next session, I mean, next video, I'm going to be, we are the resource of last resort and why that's good. All right, let me get into that. But first, a couple quick announcements, really important stuff. My next National Guild of Hypnotists approved hypnosis and hypnotherapy certification super course is scheduled for July 15th through the 26th. And then I have another one that starts October 7th and runs through the 18th, the weekend off in the middle. So it's 10 days, you go five days, and you're off for two days, and then five days. And it's here in beautiful Dallas, Texas, which is almost smack dab in the middle of the United States of America. All right. Well, that class is for anyone who wants to become certified or wants to go up to the next level. You're going to be certified in five path, age regression, and also seven path self-hypnosis teacher, and you're just going to have an unfair advantage over every other hypnotist out there. Let's see here what else is going on. Oh, you got to start planning for the National Guild Hypnotist Convention. I know that it's a couple months away, but you got to get your tickets, you got to get the babysitter, you got to find someone to watch the dog and all that stuff. I know what it's like. So, we're gearing up for the National Guild Hypnotist Convention. All the details are at ngh.net, ngh.net. And then, let me tell you a little bit about what I'm going to be teaching there, but there's other, other, many other great five-path pathers who are teachers there, as well as some other big names. So, Friday, I'm going to be teaching a free one hour. It's on the Universal Script. What if one hypnosis script could be used for just about everything? 
Saturday, Five Path Quantum Leap Hypnosis Success with a Systematic Approach, an overall introductory one hour on Five Path, what it is, how you use it, what it's good for, and all of that. Then Saturday afternoon, parts mediation work brings success when everything else has failed. Easily overcome secondary gain and complete the journey of success. Now this is an in-depth workshop, two hours. I'm going to show you how to be successful with a client when everything else has failed. You all had them. That one person is like, what's going on? Well, there's this thing called secondary gain. I'm going to show you how to be able to determine it and overcome it very quickly. Then the biggie, the big enchilada, as they say out here in Texas. The post-convention three-day age regression certification course. This is the biggie. Most uh, hypnosis certification courses will tell you, do not do hypnotic age regression unless you get professional training on how to do that. Well, this is that professional training on how to do hypnotic age regression. Three days, you're going to eat, sleep, and poop, hypnosis, and especially age regression. All right. One five paths. Quick note on... At the, hypno, at the NGH convention, we've got the Thursday before. Make sure you get there Thursday before the convention because we've got our big awards banquet. The, the National Hypnotist lets us take over the hotel restaurant so all the five pathers can go there, meet and greet, and we talk about some of the latest awards uh, that five pathers have received and things that are going on in the world of five path. And then on the last day, the last hour of the convention, we have the five pathers. Fandango. Everybody's invited, but it's it's mainly for five pathers or people who are five path curious. And there's going to be some food, and there's going to be music, and we're going to talk about the latest stuff. And it will be the beginning of the after party for the NGH convention for the five pathers. It's called the Five Pathers Fandango, and you've heard me talk about it probably if you've been following a while. Hypnosis is a dance. The hypnotist is in the lead and the client is in the role of follow. What's a fandango? A fandango is a fancy dance. It is a beautiful dance. And I'll tell you what else. If in the world of slang, fandango is also slang for a really good idea. So that's why I named our last hour of the convention and the first hour of the hafty party, after party, the Five Pathers Fandango. So be there. All right, let's see. We're on to the next thing. Hypnosis is not fragile. Hypnosis is not relaxation or stillness of your client's body. Your clients can move about, talk, cry, fart, get angry, and still be in hypnosis. Yes, Cal Banyan said fart. Now, I don't like it when my clients fart, but if they fart, that does not mean that they've emerged, okay? They can open their eyes, close their eyes, and still be in hypnosis. They can even take a bathroom break and still be in hypnosis. This is especially true if you're working at deep levels of hypnosis. Five pathers are trained to work in what's called somnambulism. If we look at the Harry Aaron scale of hypnosis, there is light hypnosis, medium hypnosis, and then we have a deeper level of hypnosis. Okay, well, I just said that wrong. We have hypnoidal is number one, light, and then medium. These are the light to medium levels of hypnosis. Imagine I have a scale over here, right? Hypnoidal, light, medium, and then we get into the deep levels of hypnosis. We have the threshold of somnambulism.
This is the first bit of somnambulism that was taught by Dave Ellman. Then we've got the deeper level, which we'll call full somnambulism. And then below that, we got profound somnambulism. Now, profound somnambulism and full somnambulism are wonderful states. But the problem with them is they don't have covert tests. We do have a way to test covertly, secretly, when we do stage four. And stage four is somnambulism. It is deep enough to do all the most important techniques in hypnosis. Of course, it's good enough for direct suggestion. And of course, then, is it because you can hallucinate in stage four with your eyes closed, what happens is you can do age regression, parts work, and all that. So when you're working in these deep levels of hypnosis, it takes a while to emerge. In fact, if you don't go through a process of emerging them and you suggest that they go do something while still in hypnosis, they can do that. Have you ever seen a stage hypnosis show and people are running around and laughing and dancing and singing and stuff like that with their eyes open? They're still in hypnosis, right? Well, that's that's true. You can have your eyes open, you can run around, you can squirm, you can laugh, you can do all this stuff and still be in hypnosis. Too many hypnotists, you see, in my 10-day course, not only do I get newbies who want to become hypnotists, I get seasoned hypnotists that want to become five-pathers and, and want to do seven-path self-hypnosis. And also, I teach the Week of Power, and the Week of Power is exclusively people who are already certified, and I see they come in with all these misconceptions. Um, the, you know, there's a lot of really weak training out there. Or some people have become hypnotists through self-training, or reading books and stuff like that. The truth is, if you are working at the level of somnambulism, hypnosis is not fragile. So you want to have the inductions that will take people to that level. Watch my previous video where I go into those inductions. Once they are in somnambulism, they've passed a test for some level of somnambulism, you know what? They can wiggle around. A motorcycle can go by. The dump truck, trash truck, whatever, can do its business and then move on down the road, and they're fine. They can... This is very interesting. One of the videos that I show in class of me working with a real client, and I show several of those videos in class, with the client's permission, of course, <coughs> My client, I'm working with her, and all of a sudden, her finger goes up like this. And I say, yes. And she says, I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Now, I think, what is the most efficient thing to do? The most efficient thing to do is for her to get up, is me to suggest that she gets up out of the chair, goes to our restroom, takes care of her business, comes back, and then we'll continue. Why would I emerge her? If people can be on stage and dance and sing and tell jokes and think they speak Japanese when they don't, guess what? You can go pee. So this, in that situation, what I routinely do, now it doesn't happen very often because we ask all of our clients to go to the bathroom before the session. I suggest you do too. But I will just say, in a moment, I'm going to count from one to three. When I get to three, you will open your eyes. Then you will get out of the chair. Then you will go to the restroom where you went to the restroom before. When you are done, you will come back and we will continue. Then my client gets up out of the chair, knows where the bathroom is, walks to the bathroom, takes care of her business, comes back, sits down, and then I just proceed. 
I don't have to reinduce hypnosis. I might do a little quick little deepening technique, like a one down to five count, if I believe that's necessary. And with that particular client in this particular situation, right? So, hypnosis is not fragile. I was just watching, I was on Facebook today, and there was this guy, hypnosis is theta state. Hypnosis is theta state. And I'm going, that's so wrong. Now, please, if you have research that proves, I mean really proves, that hypnosis is theta, please forward it to me. Now, hypnosis is a heightened state of suggestibility. That's all it is. You can be shouted into hypnosis. You can cry yourself into hypnosis. Unique situations can cause these, these, these heightened state of suggestibility. What do inductions do? They take you from normal suggestibility into a heightened state of suggestibility. And those levels of suggestibility are defined as <laughs> hypnoidal, light, medium, then somnambulisms, the, being the threshold, full somnambulism and profound somnambulism. When you really begin to understand this, please, hypnotists around the world, begin to understand this. Okay, so you know what? Maybe you could be in hypnosis when you're in theta, but you're not only in hypnosis when you're in theta. Believe me, I have clients, you know, crying and wiping their nose or beating a pillow or still as can be. And these are all, these kinds of things that they're doing cause all kinds of different changes in brain waves. They're re-experiencing anger or joy and stuff like that. Believe me, their, their brain waves are not pulsating constantly all the time, 100% of the time in theta while they are in hypnosis. No, BS. All right, and if you can prove me wrong, please do. I reserve the ability to change my mind when confronted with additional evidence. But so far, for years and years and years, I've taken that stand, and um, no one's ever come up with any kind of evidence to the contrary. Let's see. That's a big leap forward. Too many people, they say, oh, you know, I, I had to rehypnotize my client because they kept wiggling around. No, you don't. People will wiggle in hypnosis. People will sneeze in hypnosis. I've had people throw up in hypnosis. Uh, I'd rather they sneezed than throw up, but I mean, they can do all this stuff in hypnosis. Hypnosis is a heightened state of suggestibility. Also remember this, human beings are not digital. We're analog. That means it's going to take somewhere between four seconds and four minutes to go into a nice state of hypnosis, depending on a number of different things, such as the skill of the hypnotist, how well the client was prepared, and what induction was used. So it takes a while for them to get into hypnosis, four seconds to four minutes, done properly. When you emerge someone and you say, in a moment count for one to three, when I get to three, open your eyes, fully emerged, one, two, three. They're not fully emerged. And now it's going to take them about a minute or so to come out of hypnosis. We're not digital. We're not on, off, on, off. That's just not the way we are. So they will slowly emerge. They can more quickly emerge if there's some reason to, but typically in the hypnosis office, you count from one to three or one to five, and on that number three or on that number five, you tell them open their eyes, they're not yet fully emerged, which, um, by the way, it's a good time to give them more positive suggestions. 
All right, I think that's it. That was kind of a quickie. Uh, I want to see you guys at the convention. I want to see you in class. If you want to be in my July class, you better you better register soon. You'll save some money and you'll be sure to get in the class. If you're watching this video, you know, in 2000, you know, 20, 30, 40, whatever, so long as my classes are still being given, all you got to do is go to calbanion.com and you know what? You'll get my latest schedule. All right, that's it. Calbanion. Signing out.